The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. You might think that Ole Miss baseball lost at Arkansas because the pitching staff gave up, what, 30 runs in three days? The offense laid an egg in game three. I'm here to tell you, no, no. The reason why Ole Miss baseball had its season come to an end in Fayetteville is because one Bunky Perkins wasn't there for game three. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Bit on Twitter. Guest co-host today, Bunky Perkins. That Bunky Perkins and the guest, Jarrell Poe, former Ole Miss defensive lineman. Bunky, what do you have to say for yourself? What do you have to say for yourself Look. that you go from game one, game two, now, Ole Miss was one and one, but the loss, that's fake news. One and one, where were you in game three? I mean, it was on a Monday. I have to work at some point to uh, support this lavish lifestyle I live. No excuses. Well, Just results. I understand, but I was only 500. I went to games one and two. Game one was obviously a. Uh, uh, disaster from the beginning. Not really a disaster. Arkansas's pitcher just pitched really well. But, I mean, game two, I was clearly, uh, in fact, uh, it was getting a little snug, like midway through. You know, Ole Miss jumps out to that big lead, and Arkansas kind of chips away. And uh, I'm going to name drop here. I went and sat down next to Keith Carter. Oh, and, my God. Yeah, sorry. And I, I was sitting there with Keith, and we started to hit balls out of the park, and I was going to leave. And he said, no, 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 you have to sit here for the entire game uh, now that we're winning. So um, I do take credit for game two. Game three was out of my control. Two Arkansas guys, you and Keith Carter, obviously got a friendship, so hanging out together. But that's your competition for AD, one of your competition. True. True. Was that not awkward? You know, he brought it up, which was kind of funny. Oh, that's great. Uh, That's great. Yeah, he brought it up. Uh, but I, I think we've come to come to a uh, agreement or come to an understanding. Um, I, I think after evaluating it, my vast social schedule may not be able to support the day-to-day inner workings of the athletic department duties, and so I may leave that up to Keith, and I may be more of a shadow uh, athletic director role. Uh, always working behind the scenes and really at my own pace and schedule. So Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's breaking yeah. news. Breaking news. Bunky Perkins is removing himself no, from no, candidacy no, no. for the full-time AD job. Yes, that's what you're doing. You're not going to do the day-to-day. You can be a shadow guy, but you're removing yourself from the AD candidacy. I mean, I mean, a vote for Keith Carter as AD is a, is a vote for Bunky Perkins. I'll just say that. Oh, oh. <laughs> You're the man behind the man. <laughs> I'm not sure Keith wants to take that on, but that's what we're going with. Just every time Keith makes a decision that doesn't go over well over the next six to nine months, just blame it on you. You well, can no, be the fall that, guy. At those times, that, that's when he didn't take my advice. But when good things happen, that's clearly when uh, he went with my suggestions. You're like the guy in Lord of the Rings that whispered into the ear of the king of Rohan, you're that guy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was a nerd moment. I'm sorry. It'd be more nerdy if I remembered his name. I I can't. I forgot. I know. I actually I vaguely know that reference. Oh well, see there. Now I don't feel yeah, so that. dumb. Jarrell Post coming up in about ten fifteen minutes. He's got a charity celebrity softball game he's organizing in his hometown of Waynesboro, but we talk about Ole Miss football too. Fayetteville's like your second adopted town, isn't it? Yeah, I spend a lot of time there. My uh, my wife went, obviously went to the University of Arkansas. Um, her family still lives there. I lived there uh, for a couple of years after school, and so yeah, I would I would say Fayetteville is my my uh, second home. It grows on you. You and I talked about this off air. I've been to Fayetteville a handful of times. It's been a while since I've been there, and I remember not liking Fayetteville at all. Yet I go this time, spend three days there out and about every single day at the end of my trip all i could think was i like this place i dig this place it's fun it's sneaky fun it grows on you it is it is very much a sneaky good college town uh i think it gets forgotten because it is up there in those arcs it's tough to get to by 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 car by plane it's actually very easy because uh walmart basically because of their presence you can fly direct in the Northwest Arkansas from pretty much anywhere, like any major hub. So uh, from that aspect, it's actually pretty easy to get to. But yeah, I I very much enjoy it. I spend a lot of time there. Um, Fayetteville is definitely the college town. Then you've got Rogers and Bentonville, which you know are a little more corporate, a little more family oriented. But uh, it's a good time. You just I think I think when you go just for like a sporting event where you're playing Arkansas. It can be a little contentious and not very enjoyable sometimes, even if you win. Like, it's just like the hog calls annoying. I get it. Uh, oh, it's Arkansas terrible. Fan, yeah. Arkansas fan, just as annoying as your most annoying Ole Miss fan, your most annoying LSU fan. And so you get a lot of that. But like, if you just went like for a non-sport reason, like Fable is actually a pretty cool town. It's funny. The very first experience I got with an Arkansas fan, once I pulled into Fayetteville, was this younger fellow, I would say 30s, maybe maybe a little bit younger. He's just worn from the many activities in which he partook in. And he had a few teeth, not many. Arkansas shirt on, Arkansas tattoos, and he was buying a lottery ticket. Wasn't the best reintroduction into Fayetteville. I talked to him at the gas station, but it's not the best reintroduction. I'm back in Arkansas. And then... Again, over three days, it grew on me. The people were cool. Couldn't have been nicer. The pig suey call is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. But the rest of it's really fun. The stadium, I hadn't been to Bomb Stadium before, and it was awesome. It's bigger than most every AAA park, it seems like. It's as yeah, nice it's as those. It's a great baseball stadium. Like I, like I was yeah. telling you off air, like it's not super intimidating or like no. difficult to win in. Like, you know, Alex, old Alex Box. I don't know about new Alex Box, but or even like you know Duty Noble. I mean, I've I have been to several regionals and super regionals in Fayetteville, in which Arkansas has lost. So it's not like you can't win there. Not a bad seat. Uh, really good food. They've got a ton of uh, like sweets and stuff. It's and they're going to expand even that. But and you can sit out in the outfield and drink beer. Obviously not during the super regional, but during you know normal games. And it's just a it's a cool ballpark for a college. I mean, it's as good a college ballpark as there is. I think it's the best college ballpark in the country. Now, Duty Noble, as far as nice and updated facilities, is up there. And Swayze is certainly top five. That place was just remarkable to me. It was it was massive. Now Ole Miss loses and its season comes to an end. That final game, you weren't there for that one. You're to blame. But as far as the annals of we are Ole Miss moments. That's not up there, is it? No. No, because, like, you know, the argument is that, first of all, was Ole Miss's regional really easy? Yeah, I kind of think it was. But, you know, that's that's not Ole Miss's fault. That's a product of how they ended the season. They, they played really well and, and got a good regional. And then they go to Arkansas, which – you know, over the season, of course, the season they've proven they can beat Arkansas and beat them two of three in Fayetteville early in the year. But, like, that's a small sample size. If you take a large sample size, like the whole season, Arkansas's team is really stinking good, like top five good. 
and they've been there all year. And so to lose two of three to Arkansas in a super regional at Arkansas with that crowd, like there's, there were eleven to 12,000 people there every game. I mean, it's, it's not like, it's not unexpected. It's disappointing, you know, cause you had a chance. You win game two and you go into game three with as much chance as, as you're going to have. But, you know, it's disappointing, but it's not like like devastating. Like, oh, my gosh. And some people say, like, oh, well, this team, you know, was number one recruiting class at one point and should have achieved more. But, like, if you look at the end of the season, like maybe they overachieved at the end of the season and they just kind of ran out of gas there at the end. Arkansas had lost two home series in two years going into this series and almost responsible for both of them. And they played them to a game three. The only reason why there's so much intense reaction to this loss is not because it's a we are Ole Miss moment so much as it feeds into the Mike Bianco narrative. That's what we talked about on Wednesday. Me and David Brandt and Tyler Siski was the guest on that Talk of Champions. You can check it out on SoundCloud. Just simply search Talk of Champions or subscribe, rate, and make sure to leave a five-star review in iTunes. Search Talk of Champions. Also, just apply for Spotify, tune in. I'm getting it everywhere I can. Stitcher, I think. I apply for there as well. But that's why the reaction is the way it is. Not because it's an Ole Miss moment. It's the Mike Bianco thing. So where do you stand on the whole Mike Bianco discussion right now? We'll get right back to that answer from Bunky. But first, wanted to talk to you about the Oxford Park Commission. Because registration for the 2019 fall youth soccer season in the Oxford Park Commission has begun. Cost to take part, just $50. Leagues are for both girls and boys, and they're based on birth year. The season will run August 19th through October 3rd, and all games are played at the state's top-rate facility, FNC Park. For more information, visit www.oxfordparkcommission.com. That's www.oxfordparkcommission.com. You don't want to miss registration. It's only 50 bucks. All you got to do, go to www.oxfordparkcommission.com. Oh, it's tough. Like, you asked me two months ago when it looked like they may not even get into a regional, then, okay, you know, maybe we need to reevaluate things here. But it's, it's, it's tough because it's like, are you, are you, is Bianco in the same position that like Andy Kennedy was? I don't think so. Like, because one of Andy Kennedy's problems was he wasn't making it to the postseason. He's winning 20 games, but he was never making it to the postseason. Bianco's making it. They're just not getting to the end game, which eight teams get to go, you know? And you would, is it a little disappointing that he hasn't made it to more? Yeah, absolutely. Should he have made it to more? Probably. But is he a bad, like, there are a lot of people on Twitter, especially, that get really fired up about some of his lineup decisions and some of his in-game decisions. But, you know, is he still an effective coach? Yeah, I think so. Is can we go get somebody better? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. You know, there, there are a couple names that people are going to throw out there, and and but you know, I, I don't think it's. I don't think losing in the third game of a super regional warrants a discussion of well, should we get rid of this guy or not? Here's the problem. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I don't really have an opinion on it. But you've been in six Super Regionals, and Mike Bianco's gotten out of one to go to Omaha. You shouldn't be making the comparison. It's not fair to him. But when your in-state rival, fair or not, is going to Omaha despite all the turnover, that's going to play into the narrative. It's 20 years next year. If he had had two, three, four trips to Omaha, that's a different story. It's only been one. And... The argument's always going to be the same. At what point is it stale? At what point has it reached its ceiling? And that's the Andy Kennedy problem, what we talked about on Wednesday. So here we go. You're the AD. This is your chance. Everyone's listening right now to you, Monkey Perkins. They want to decide whether it's you or someone else that they're going to cast their vote for. Would next year then be the do-or-die year for Mike Bianco? In reality, probably not, because you look at all the guys that are leaving. Like it's going to be relatively a relatively new lineup next year, right? So yes. I, I think you have to have realistic expectations from year to year. 
Um, and a realistic expectation would probably be make it to a regional with that team. Um, I, I would say, no, it is not a do or die year. And a lot of people probably disagree with that. And like, you, you made a really good point. Like what's the, what are the two things that you can point to? You can point to his record in super regionals and you can absolutely point to his record against Mississippi state over the last 20 games. It's not two good. and 14. Yeah. Making that a football score or a football record or a basketball record, those coaches get fired for those type of records. <laughs> it's especially but, but football. Baseball, a three game baseball series doesn't hold the same weight as like one game a year in football, right? But yeah, your point stands. Like, are there are there things to point to to say, well, maybe a change at some point in the near future is necessary? Absolutely. But I think you have to look at the totality of it. And, you know, a lot of good has come out of Mike Bianco as head coach. And I don't think next year is a make or break year for him. Um, I think he will probably leave Ole Miss when he's good and ready. And, you know, maybe that's soon. Maybe it's not. You're looking at next season in a vacuum, though. And AD has to look big picture, long term. And if that's the trend line, not getting to Omaha, or maybe you're falling short too more, too often and more than you should be falling short and not getting there. They're going to look to you, and the public sentiment of those fans who are ready to make a change are going to say, Bunky Perkins is not my guy. Are you ready to accept that criticism? I am, because that's 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 okay. why you pay me the big money. Man. Okay. That, that to, to make those assessments and uh, – uh, I would say there are more glaring issues within the athletic program beyond what is a successful baseball program. What is your mission statement? What is your call to action? Think of it as your political stump. <laughs> You're setting up your candidacy, and now you get to pitch to the people, I'm the guy. Why should you be the guy? You know, I was talking to uh, – Mr. Carter about this and without, without revealing too much of what is the that's most twice. Important. Now you, you've named dropped Keith Carter. I know. I know. Just I know. But here, clear that up. Here's the thing. It's like, we were talking about, you know, his, what he's going to do in the interim and, and this and that. And like, as an AD, especially as a young AD, I think you want to try to be aggressive. You know, that's kind of what Ross tried to do at least in the beginning was be aggressive with fundraising, be aggressive with, uh, facilities, uh, be aggressive in your coaching hires and evaluations, all that. But like at the end of the day, the crazy thing, like I, this is just my personal opinion. It doesn't matter how much money I go out there and raise, how much, uh, how many facilities I improve or build upon. Like if the football team doesn't win, none of that really matters. Right? So, if I'm a terrible AD from a business standpoint, but the football team wins 10 games a year, I am seen as a successful athletic director. I think. I mean, yeah. Is there more to it than that? Yeah. You know, but I think at the end of the day, a lot of things get taken care of if the football team wins. And that, is that right? No, not really. But is it real? Football drives everything. Let's be real. Yeah. As we're playing this game, we're having some fun with it. A lot of the angst is not just just with Mike Bianco. It's also because the football program is not to the level it was a four years ago. That's right. a big reason why. Basketball right. also plays into this as Kermit Davis comes in in year one and does the thing that Andy Kennedy fans felt didn't do enough, and that's go to the NCAA tournament. So baseball, as being the only sport that's going on right now, takes on all of that angst as well. And when you parlay that, with Mike right. Bianco being here so long, and everybody loves the new and the change and the freshness, that adds to what's been an intense reaction ever since Ole Miss's season ended. Mm -hmm. But it's not – that's the thing. It's like it's not – it's almost counterproductive. Like Because at the end of the day, if a football team wins, that's going to drive season ticket sales, that's going to drive donations, that's going to drive enrollment in the university. And – if you can't get that part of it done, then the rest of it either doesn't matter, either doesn't matter, or 
like the other little things, like you just said, become more obvious, right? And, and so if you're not even getting the big thing done, maybe the other stuff becomes a little bit more of an issue. But like, I, I really feel like if whatever the program is, it's Ole Miss, LSU, State, whoever it is, like as an athletic director, if you can get that, if you can get football right, then a lot takes care of itself. Not everything, but a lot does. It's always about football. It always is. Looking at the year that was in Ole Miss Athletics, it's been a weird handful of years for Ole Miss Athletics. It feels like a shift and change and transition in damn near every single sport. So let's think about it this way. When you look at this year in totality, you consider every single sport. Let's grade it, AD. You tell me. You got your staff in the room, in the press conference room. You're discussing things. You're figuring out what's the message going to be. If you're the Ole Miss leader and you think about football, you think about basketball, you think about baseball, you got to go out and fundraise. You got to sell. How are you evaluating this season? What are the tough decisions? What's the overall message? Is it going more in the right direction than it was? What is right now the overall view, the overarching view of Ole Miss athletics? I would, I would say basketball is absolutely right and heading in the absolute right direction and don't, don't touch it. It's good. It's, it's fine. Everything's great. Um, I think baseball is holding its continued success at a level that is acceptable for the most part. And as long as, you know, if you, Obviously, we want to get to Omaha every year, but is that a realistic outcome every single year? No. Should we be there more than we have been? Yeah, probably. Uh, football is just, I mean, it, it is like, who knows? Like, the jury's out. Like, I hope it works out. It, but at the realistically, like the number, I think, this year is six games. Can they win six games? If they win six, that's a successful year, my my standard. But like, think about think about when Freeze first came, uh, that first year, that team, which isn't much different than our team now, from maybe a talent standpoint, and certainly from a what they're coming off of the season previous standpoint. And they won seven games total, but that wasn't the important thing. The important thing was week to week that team, that first year Freeze team showed effort, right? And showed improvement. And that gave you hope for not only that season, but for the seasons to come. And I think that's all you're looking for this year with Ole Miss football. If that doesn't happen, then maybe you blow it up and start all over again. But nothing, none of that is going to happen until Ole Miss has a new chancellor and Ole Miss either retains Keith Carter as their AD or hires somebody else. Here's the deal. If this were a town hall and I was an Ole Miss fan sitting in the audience and then you take questions, that's what ADs have to do. Right. My problem with that is going to be this. You've got a harsh criticism of football and belief in what football should be, and yet baseball has every single thing it needs to be a championship-caliber program, and you're accepting mediocrity. Why should I vote for you? Well, that's not mediocrity. That. But Going that's to the, a super regional isn't mediocre. Of course it's not. It's the equivalent of making the Sweet 16 every single year. But for the Ole Miss fan, every other program right now is at a disadvantage in some way of not competing for a championship. The belief, fair or not, is that baseball is in a place to where they can realistically win a national championship. They've got everything they need. Now, the scholarship situation is a problem for them. Vanderbilt is so good every single year because they're not restricted to the 11 and a half, I think, or 11.7 scholarships that are afforded Ole Miss to offer for baseball. Vanderbilt right. can manipulate everything. They can go sign any player they want, and their scholarship situation is different. So, that aside, everything else is there if I'm the Ole Miss fan, bitching you at a town hall for Ole Miss <laughs> baseball to be a championship-caliber program, and yet Mike Bianco continues to fall short. Why do you not then? A.D. Bunky Perkins, have the same tough view of baseball that you do for football? Because it's apples and oranges at the end of the day. Yeah, it's all part of the same athletic program. But, I mean, you said it yourself. What drives the athletic program? Football. And so 
it, it brings in more revenue. It brings in, uh, you know, more attention for not only the athletic program, but the university. Like if I was running a business and we sold widgets, but then we also had two or three other items, but the widgets was our main seller, then that's where my concentration is going to go because that's what's bringing in the revenue. And so, yeah, I'm going to be more harsh towards towards football. Do I want to win in all the other sports? Yes. But I think you have to have a reasonable outlook, especially in sports that aren't revenue generating, right? And they're easy to spot when things are going well versus things are going not, or not going well. So, yeah, I think you have to have this, you know, there are a lot of people that are probably just strictly Ole Miss baseball fans or more Ole Miss baseball fans than, say, Ole Miss football and they are appalled at such an idea and, you know, want heads to roll because we we came up one game short of making it to Omaha this year and perpetually have, for the most part, come up one or two games short of doing that. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think it's more important to generate a successful football program for the overall health of the athletic department. Let's just be honest. In this stupid exercise – in this stupid <laughs> podcast, if you were the actual athletics director, you would just pour all the money into golf anyway. So let's just stop. That's true. That's true. Chris Malloy would have a open checkbook yeah. and could do whatever he wants. Uh, with, well, that's a good idea. That's a good example, too. So like Coleman's golf. I don't know, but maybe you probably don't follow it. But let's I just do. Chris that. is a good dude. Yeah, I like people. Talk, well, let's just talk about their, their last two seasons, right? So they've made it to the what is would be the equivalent of a baseball regional every year. They've made it to the NCAA regional every year. And the last two years, they have coming down the stretch been within the cut line to make it to the NCAA championship. Okay. And both years, these last two years, something like crazy has happened. The trains come off the tracks in the last few holes for one kid or two kids or a whole team, and they've missed it by one or two strokes every year the last two years. Well, I mean, now granted, he hasn't been a, the golf coach for 20 years like Bianco has, but like, do I feel like the golf program's trending in the right direction? Well, yeah, they're super young, and there was a, a time not too long ago where they would never get into an NCAA regional. So, like, I don't know. You have to look at the totality of it. As he is, nobody's more disappointed that he's not an NCAA championship than Malloy is, and those kids, I'm sure. But I think you got to kind of look at the the overall picture where he's bringing in good kids, good talented kids who are growing the program. And are, are, is Ole Miss ever going to win an NCAA golf championship? God, I don't know. I mean, the way the format sets up, it's it's a good chance, but like just from a talent standpoint, Oklahoma State is just this juggernaut that that very very few teams teams every year can can even deal with. Uh, and so you have to look at look at it overall. And, and you know, at the end of the day, I just I mean, I'm sure a lot of people disagree with me, but I think your priority has to be football because it's your your largest revenue generating sport. Can we just say real quickly and acknowledge that your voice changes completely when you talk about golf compared to anything else? <laughs> what, what do I sound, do I sound less, less uh, like I know what I'm talking about or more? Oh, you just sound like it's your voice changes. It's like when you meet three girls and they're all pretty and they're all prospective dates for you in high school. But the one girl, there's something different about her. You've had a crush <laughs> on her or something. You've known her for a long time. Y'all been best friends, but you want to take it's like she's all that. You remember that crappy old rom com right. team That's movie? Right. Yes. Yeah, with Freddie Prince Jr. Yes. You're Freddie Prince Jr. Ole Miss Golf is she's all that. I understand. And look, I, I that's probably why I shouldn't be the athletic director. Golf because would get where, everything. Where, where, where is the AD? Oh, he's at the golf facility hitting balls. He's back at the golf facility. She had paint on her overalls. She had glasses. She took them off. She's pretty. He keeps pouring money into <laughs> Ole Miss golf. Oh, my God. They got a new pro shop for no reason. That's what you would do. Well, you know, I, I think. Uh, They've got super titanium tees. You would find a way for Ole Miss golf to cheat to a championship, too. I would be more subtle about it. Come on. I've, I've got a little more tact than that. 
Which sport would you help cheat more? I mean, like, what are my choices? Just all of them? All of them. Like, a, I mean, if I'm going to stick to my guns here, I'm going to say football because that's the largest revenue. I guess okay. the most return on my investment. Well, I mean, why do you think that Jimbo Fisher handpicked Ross Bjork? Because Ross okay. just led Ole Miss through an NCAA yeah. investigation. Well, because Jimbo can can tell him what to do. Jimbo's a boss there. I mean, that's let's let's go ahead and and you know call a spade a spade. Like Jimbo had to sign off on that. wasn't the other way around. Oh, Jimbo was picking his AD. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that I mean, I know we really hadn't talked about it, but yeah, that's a crazy come up for 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 Bjork. I mean, like under under general. Like, I guess under under his his general achievements, I'm not sure that's a job he probably gets. But for whatever reason, I mean, good for him. That's a hell of a come up. I had a great working relationship with Ross. Now, Ole Miss fans, I get your complaints, but Ross for me was really easy to deal with. Having said that, man, is that one of the biggest case of falling upwards? <laughs> that's I mean, that's that's Lane Kiffin esque. I got nothing but respect. Yeah. And, and he did so much for Ole Miss. You got to give him credit. The facility expansions were significant under Pete Boone, or Pete would never allow anyone to go and expand football or baseball or track. And there was a sinkhole under the track field. Ross Bjork did so. Give him credit for that. The I, I, the nice thing I will say is that he transformed the Ole Miss athletic department into a modern athletic department. What it should be. That that's the that's the nice thing I'm going to say. Yeah, and leave it there because we have to get to Jerome Poe. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Bunky Perkins at Bunky Perkins. Going down to the Cheney's Pharmacy phone line. Before we get to Poe, just briefly, let's talk about Modern Woodman. The podcast brought to you by Thomas Chandler, your Modern Woodman representative. It wasn't so long ago, I'm talking a couple of months, where financially I needed some help. Not that I was struggling, but getting my finances in order, organizing my money so that I'm in the best position for retirement, preparing for college for my kids, and everything else. I'm sure most every one of you can relate. And that's why you should do like me and contact Thomas Chandler today. He's your local Modern Woodman representative, and he'll get you right for retirement or savings or whatever you need. He's done it for me. He'll do it for you. What does Modern Woodman do, though, you might ask? Financial security for you and your family through life insurance, financial planning, and financial services. Quality family life through member benefits and local fraternal activities. And community impact through volunteer projects that make a difference where members live, work, and play. It's time to get rid of your financial burden. Contact Thomas Chandler, 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. Or you can check him out at www.modernwoodman.org. www.modernwoodman.org. That's Thomas Chandler, your Modern Woodman representative. Going now to the Cheney's Pharmacy phone line to speak to former Ole Miss defensive lineman Jarrell Poe. Big Poe, what's up, man? Man, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. What are you up to? Oh, no, much. Just hanging in out, man. Just getting ready for this uh, celebrity softball tournament that I'm putting on. It's uh, a lot more than what I expected, so, but I'm getting it done. Am I celebrity enough to be able to play? Come on, man. You know you. Send me your jersey side. I yes. got to have you on the team, baby. Yes. <laughs> Number 53, extra large. I like my stuff to fit a little loose, and I'm going to come out I there and I'm going to hit dingers. Well, I, I'm not I there yet. Large, I'm man. not there yet. I'm not there yet. Well, I'm working on it. The summer is for Come slimming on, down season. You got to get me my workout regimen, remember? I got you. I'm going to send that over to you. Yeah, that's what I need. But tell me about the softball tournament. Uh, well, this is something that uh, I thought would be neat to put on uh, just to bring back unity in our community. Been been having a lot of little violence in, our home, in my hometown. I thought it would just be something neat just to put on, just to reach out to the kids and just be a hope to the kids. You know, a lot of these guys, a lot of these kids see these guys on TV or play with them on the video game and uh, never never got a chance to meet them. So I thought it would be a great opportunity, a great event for them to see these people, interact with these people, just to be a hope to these kids, man, just give a positive look on my hometown as well, especially with everything that's been going on. So, and plus I, I kind of needed to do something. I actually never hosted a camp. I always worked in a lot of camps, so and that's a lot of camps in our area. So those kids had an opportunity to, to go to those football camps. So I think it was just something neat I needed to do for my hometown. It was my first event in my hometown. So 
I thought it would be neat to do so. This is kind of what we came up with. Well, Ben Garrett is not a big draw. So what celebrities are going to be at this softball tournament? And where is the softball tournament going to be? Waynesboro? It's going to be in Waynesboro, Mississippi, July the 13th and the 14th. It is a B. I did collaborate with BSC uh, Softball Circuit. But um, the celebrities that, that, that I got to come is Josh Bellman from the New York Jets. I got uh, Wallace Gearberry who just retired. I got Brandon Sala, who just retired. I got uh, Quinn Spain, who just signed with the Buffalo Bills. I got Maurice Spates, a good friend of mine from Hargrave, who won the uh, NBA championship with the uh, Golden State Warriors. I got uh, I got Charles James. You've seen him on a, uh, HBO Hard Knocks. When he was with the Texans, he became a little star on Hard Knocks. I got him coming. Got uh, Javon Curse. Javon Curse, man. I worked at camp in Orlando uh, for Prime Sports uh, about two weeks ago. So I got Javon Curse, told him about it, what was going on in my hometown, and kind of how I wanted to reach back and give back to the kids. He got on board. So it's going to be fun, man. I got a couple more guys that I may add. Just, just they just checking their schedules. But right now, those are the hosts right now. The guys actually won't play in the tournament, but we're going to have a celebrity. I mean, so we're going to have a softball. I mean, to say a home run derby. Excuse me. We're going to have a home run derby with the with the host. We're going to call it the pro versus the pros versus the Joe. Soft. I mean, to say home run derby. I love but that. But they idea. will not play. But it will be a softball tournament. Their main deal is to come down and just interact with the kids. We're going to have a fireworks show that night. We got jumps for the kids. We got face paint. We're gonna do. We're gonna give away crawfish all day long, so it's gonna be a fun field event, man. When is it? It's July the thirteenth and the fourteenth. It sounds like an opportunity for me to come down there and show off, like show Javon Curse in you, Jarrell Poe. But we've been friends for a while. But Javon Curse, the freak that I can still hit dingers. Man, I think you ought to do just that too now, <laughs> because listen. You need to come down. I'm going to get your 53 jersey made. Yes. I'm going to get it at a large, though. I'm going to get it at a large oh. so you can show the guns off. Because you know Javon going to have his guns out. Brandon Silent. But I don't have, have guns, Poe. I don't have guns. Man, you can't. Man, these guys that sent me their size of their jersey, and they got the old extra small jersey, and yeah. I know they want to show their muscles out. I can't have you in a big white T-shirt, man, okay? Yeah, but that, but I can't wear an extra gotta, medium. I you got to show your guns, man. Uh, uh. You can't be out there competing against John. I mean, you said Javon Curse in a, a big jersey, man. You got to show your guns. I'm going to send you to workout. You got four weeks to get right. Okay, I can You're do that. Fine. We ain't doing that. Hey, Ben, we ain't going to do nothing but buys and tries and show so we okay. can look good in our shirt. I just want to look good in the shirt. If I look good in the shirt... Look good, feel good, play good. That's all I'm looking for. It's like almost baseball in the powder blues. That's right. Look good, feel good, play good. That's what I'm going for. What is the latest update on Jarrell Poe? For the almost fan out there that loves Poe, hadn't heard from him in a while, what are you up to? Outside of the softball tournament. I just needed to take some time off, man. I kind of spoke about this last time. I kind of want to just take some time off, just find myself, man. You know, football was my life. I love the football. That's what I know best. And after I came back to Ole Miss, finished getting my degree, I just kind of wanted to take some time off, find myself, uh, put some time in with my son. Now I'm figuring out what I want to do uh, in the next chapter of my life. I got a lot of little events that's coming up. I don't want to, I don't want to mention the events and they not happen. So we're just gonna keep that undercover. I got a lot of events working up. I never thought I'd be mentioned off into being a promoter, but that's kind of what it's looking like. But uh, I would like to get back into coaching. That's that's on, that's definitely on the radar. So we'll see. I just but for the main part, I just kind of wanted to take some time out, spend some time with some family. A lot of people that helped me out along the way or uh, was friends with me. I kind of didn't have the time to, to give them when I was playing football because always on the go. So I'm spending more time with them going to see old teachers, uh, going to speak at my junior high, uh, just doing all the little stuff, man. I didn't want those people. Those people sometimes can feel neglected because, hey, they was part of my life early on, and I didn't have the time to get back to them. Just doing a small thing, man, because uh, I'm only the, I'm really the only 
player for my hometown that done played in the NFL. So, you know, I just kind of want to reach back to those kids and just give them, give them hope, man. That's what I've been doing, just doing a little speaking engagement and stuff like that. I've got a suggestion. Talk to me. Motivational speaker. And hear me out. Richie Contartesi has made bank lying Ooh, about his Ole Miss dude. career. You could do it. <laughs> Don't do Richie like that. <laughs> Don't do Richie like that. Being honest. <laughs> Don't do Richie like that. He's acting like yeah, he's, he's the Rudy. Done. He's, he's acting like he's the Rudy of Ole Miss football. Stop. Oh, uh, he's tearing it up, man. He's tearing it up. But uh, motivational speaker, I can see that. That's definitely, you know, that's definitely something that I've been doing. Small for talking to different um, teams down here in the area. You know, I spoke to a couple of high school football teams. Got a speaking I'm going to do to my junior high, where I went to junior high at. I'm going to speak to them. Different stuff like that. So that's that's definitely on the radar as well, man. Just got a lot of stuff that I just got to get weed out and just figure it out. By the first of the year, I'll definitely be ready. You'll see a lot. So if I had a football team, I got Jarrell Poe to come speak to them. They've been lazy. They haven't done what they've needed to do. They have the potential to be a playoff caliber high school football team. I want Jarrell Poe, motivational speaker, put the fear of God in these kids. What are you saying to them? Well, first of all, I will tell them they need to know their purpose in life. You know, every night you get out on your knees, you ask God, what is my purpose? And you ask him for the ability to serve your, your purpose on earth. And I will let them know that, hey, yeah, football is a great sport. But it's an opportunity. I tell kids that all the time, whether they want to hear it or not, it is not a job. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to set yourself up in life for many different reasons. I mean, many different stuff, whatever you want to do in life. So that's the main thing I would tell them. And I would tell them, know your purpose. And whatever you want to do, man, work hard at what you want to do. I mean, whatever your purpose is. Just to grind. If it's football, grind hard at it. If it's Whatever it is, just keep grinding. But just the main thing is to know your purpose, man. And use football as a platform to set yourself up in life after football. Whatever you're playing, you know? So if I came up to you and said Ben Garrett wants to play in a celebrity softball tournament and look good in a large shirt and have actual biceps, <laughs> you just say grind and follow your regimen that you're going to send me. Ben, you need to go to the 24-7 up there <laughs> or go to the YMCA up there in Oxford. And you need to go twice a day. Okay, you put your AirPods in, man, and you do buys and tries twice a day, okay? And you work those shoulders twice a day. <laughs> and when you come July 13th and the 14th, when you roll into Wayne County, and I give you that police escort down into that softball field, and you Love jump it. out with your shades, you know, you're going to have your, uh, what you going to wear, you probably wear your, your Dita shades, or you probably jump out in your Celine shades, and you're going to look real nice, and everybody's going to want to know, who is that? Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to walk you up there, okay? You don't jump out. I'm not going to let you jump out until it's time to do the home Ooh. run derby, okay? Oh, you're going to open the door and for I'm me in my minivan. You, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to have you know, I'm going to pull you up in that sprinter. I'm going to have you out there sitting in that sprinter, and everybody's going to want to know who is that, and why all the other guys walk around, this guy haven't got out. You know, I'm going to have you escorted over there, and I'm going to throw you a nice bat, and you just don't win the home run derby, and you just leave. It'd be on brand for me, though, Poe, if you let me pull up in the new Chrysler Pacifica that I got at Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. For my wife, minivan, two babies, let me roll up in that washing machine, badass van, and get out that way. It'd be probably the whitest thing I've ever done. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> that look even sweeter. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so right now it's the summer months. Football is around the corner. Ole Miss football coming off a tough season. For a former player, what was the summer like? What all did y'all have to do? It feels like for most of us, the summer is the time we look forward to most. We go to the beach. We have fun. We do all those things. For football players, this is one of the most important times of the year for you guys. This is where games are won or lost as far as – getting your work in, getting your body right, getting your mind right for what's coming in the fall. What is the summer like? Before we get that answer from Jarrell Poe, real quickly, wanted to tell you about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. And I'm not going to take long, but this is a testimonial. Earlier this week, I had to bite the bullet. I had to buy a new car. My wife's expedition was on its last legs. I was tired of pouring money into a car that I didn't know how much longer it was going to last. 
So I went over to Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, called him up first and said, guys, this is what I'm looking for. I'm accepting my lot in life. I am now a van dad. I need a minivan. Brian says, Ben, no problem. We've got the perfect car for you. It was a 2019 Chrysler Pacifica. And I know what you're thinking already. Wait, that probably cost you an arm and a leg. Your monthly payment has to be through the roof. Nope, they fit my budget. I didn't think I could afford that van, but they gave me a good, fair trade-in value for the Expedition, and my monthly payment is better than I could have ever imagined as far as fitting into my monthly budget. I show up, it was waiting for me at the door. Mason opens up the door, I look inside, loaded up, leather, Sirius XM radio, Bluetooth, CarPlay, everything I was looking for in a car. I didn't even have to walk around the lot. Didn't have to do anything. And it's not just because they support this podcast. It's not just because they sponsor this podcast that they set that up for me. That's the experience it can be for you. My in-laws recently bought a new car. Took them four hours to get in and out, run the credit report, fill out the paperwork, and drive away. You know how long it took me? One hour. And the only reason why it took an hour is because Brian and Mason and myself talking all about Ole Miss baseball. Then we talked to Ole Miss football, what was coming up in the fall. As I'm filling out the paperwork, and you might be wondering, Ben, why didn't you ask a bunch of other questions? Why didn't you ask them about the engine or how many miles? It's got 12,000 miles on it. I know the engine's good. Why do I know these things? Because I trust these guys. I trust Brian. I trust Mason. I don't like the car buying process. I never have. And I know you don't either. Most people don't. So if you're looking for a seamless car buying process, there's no other place to go. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. And right now they got deals going on. You can go buy a truck on sale right now. I think it's like 15% off. If you're looking for the car, the truck, the Jeep that fits your family, that's exactly what you're looking for. I was looking for a Chrysler Pacifica. I got it. This is the only place to go. So go check them out. It's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. They're at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's just past Kroger. You can give them a call at 662-234-8000. 662-234-8000. That's 2201 East University Avenue, Oxford, Mississippi. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. 662-234-8000. Tell them Talk Champion sent you. It's just like you said, this this is where the games is won in the summer. So these guys gotta these guys gotta refocus. These guys gotta work at what they lack at last year. It's time for them to refocus. I remember when we we was well, when I got when I finally got eligible to play, I think we was coming out for three and nine, two three and nine season at Ole Miss and when we hired Houston, Houston came on and one thing that we talked about was locking in and have a laser focus, man, on what we want to do and turning the program around. And these guys have that opportunity to, to do that as well. But they got to focus, become one band of brothers. That's one thing, if you remember, Houston used to always talk about being a band of brothers, just coming together and grinding. I never forget, man, when that's when that uh, when they put the schedule out, we knew we said that hey, yeah, we had Mark Florida, we're gonna beat Florida, we're gonna beat them. And we just came together collectively and we grind in the summer. We challenged one another and pushed one another to get better. And if it was something that the coach said we lack loud pole, you need to get better and this and that, and parade and a lot of these guys, we would challenge one another, man, you need to get better there, fix that. Then that's what they gotta do, hold one another accountable and just grind, man. Just become one band of brother and turn this program around, man. Cause we hunger for some more success. You dealt with a coaching change, the difference, the shift, the transition to that coaching change in the summer. Now, Matt Luke's still the head coach. It's got two new coordinators. It's a different voice. It's something you got to get used to. Is that hard as a player? I mean, nah, I don't think so. I mean, guys, just, these guys if these guys wouldn't be in the position where they had, the coaches wouldn't be there if they didn't know what they're doing. You just got to find out what that coach like and do it his way. It's simple, man. So whatever he asks you to do, you you take what he's coaching you and you take it out there on the field and perfect it. What's the hardest thing about the summer? Them damn one tens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> them damn one ten. I remember Houston. I remember Houston uh, asked me was I gonna come back that when I still had that one year eligible uh eligibility. And I told him, I said, Coach, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think I ran my last one ten, and I did my last workout at five thirty in the morning. I think I got to get out of here. <laughs> Them damn one tens, man. That's that's probably the hardest thing in the summer, though. Every former player misses 
playing in games. You always look back on your playing career in college and you remember beating Florida or you getting that interception against Mississippi State. What they never talk about is, oh, yeah, the 110s early in the morning in the summer, the stuff like that that they're going through right now that got you to that interception against Mississippi State. They got y'all to beat Florida, stuff like that, right? I mean, this is the stuff, the grind that you talk about as far as getting you to those moments. You never remember these. When you look back at these, it's always, God, that sucked. The, The games, that's what you remember. But you have to get to those points, and you get to those points through the summer. Right, I agree one hundred percent. And you, 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 you don't like the grind as you're doing, but when you after you done, like my pastors always say, it's either tell them why you did it and why you didn't do it. So I mean, you kind of respect the grind after it's over with. But a lot of guys don't talk about it because it was tough, man. Those one tens and stuff that were working out at five thirty in the morning. That was the toughest thing I probably had to do thus far in my life. It was hard. I mean, especially with me when I sat out those years and I got 384 pounds, you know, I couldn't even make it through stretch at one time. I literally could not make it through stretch. Tim Mullins and them had to come get me probably two or three times after stretch. Then, then I'd probably make it to 907. Then I had to take me out of practice. Then I'd probably make it to pass for us to take me out of practice. Hell, it took me three weeks just to be able to go through a complete practice and the because I didn't have a, one of, uh, that summer workout, but when I got a chance to get it, it was even rougher. So it took me two years to just to be able to just to be able to defeat the crowd, man. It was rough, man. What was worse, sitting out and not playing football, or battling the NCAA when you were having to sit out and not play at Ole Miss? Was it the battle with the NCAA, or was it just not having football? I think both, man. Both of them was worse, man. But probably if I had to choose out of the two, probably just not playing at Ole Miss. That's why I wanted to play, especially when I, you know, going on the recruit visit with those guys and coming to Ole Miss and then not being able to play that with those guys, with Mike Ornado, Dexter, and them guys. You know, that was kind of rough, seeing them out there playing and having fun and not being able to play. Which team really finished second for you? Oh, LSU. LSU. I was headed to LSU. That's where I wanted to play. Uh, Les Meisner was the coach down there. They just they just warmed me over. LSU, that's where I wanted to go. Plus, I was a big Glenn Dorsey fan. And still, in my eyes, the best defensive tackle that i seen, that i seen playing in SEC, Glenn Dorsey. And I wanted to be just like Glenn Dorsey. And, uh, and you know, and I remember going to the All-American game, and, and I was uh, high on Mississippi, representing for Mississippi, this and that. And I'll never forget Mark Sanchez. It was me, Mark Sanchez, Ryan Paralou, DJ, Deshaun Jackson, all of us out there in the hospitality room at the All American game. And they was talking, man, you ain't even you committed to LSU. You ain't even you ain't even playing in your state. And I remember Ed got the job. And when Ed got the job, he did a hell of a recruit. Recruit a hell of a job recruiting me. And I said, I wanted to stay home and represent my state. And old Miss Warmy over. What made Ed special What's in the recruiting that? room? He just, he man, he just tried to win you over, especially the way he talked and just how energetic he was. That warmed me over. I wanted to play for him. I wanted to go hunt. I said, this is who I want to go hunt for. Who would win in a fight? Jarrell Poe, Ed Ordron? Ed Ordron will win right now. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I'm just getting back into the gym. <laughs> I'll okay. let him win. Prime Poe in prime Ed Ordron. That's about that's Foreman and Tyson. He 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 wouldn't be able to see a picture of me. <laughs> Not even a picture. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it how even to this day, you're still competitive. Like it's still all up in the blood. You can't help yourself. Oh, it ain't gonna never leave. Competitiveness ain't gonna never leave, man. Once it's in you, it's in you. The Mississippi State interception. Is that still your favorite moment? Let me see. Let me think. Beating Florida. Beating Cotton Bowls. Walking out of there. What is being what's they stadium being? What is That's the swamp. Man. Them, Ninety-five thousand. Yeah. Ninety-five thousand people. We silenced them and they wouldn't even leave the stadium. And I never forget the band was playing and they just were all just sitting there stunned. And we beat them. That was the best feeling in my college career. I gotta put that over the interception. Here's the thing. TMT, but walk off the field crying, Brandon Spice and all them boys. Aaron Hernandez was talking so much trash during the game, and we beat them in the swamp. Ooh, Aaron Hernandez. 
Yeah. He was talking so much noise during the game. Had I knew he was going to turn out, I wouldn't have been talking noise back to him. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have been saying nothing to him. Because he meant what he said. (laughs) Oh, God. I, I have to bring this up. I've talked to Forty about this. I've talked to Wayne Dorsey. I don't know. No, Wayne didn't play on that team. I can't remember. But I've certainly talked to Forty and a couple others about this. Okay, that Mississippi State game, Greg Hardy's another guy I talked to about this. Y'all absolutely destroyed Wesley Carroll. Paray, you, Forty. Y'all's defensive line wrecked Mississippi State. It was nasty. It, it got to the point it was so bad that us in the press box, we were feeling sorry and like worrying about the quarterbacks, like Wesley Carroll from Mississippi State. Would he make it out of this? I know as defensive linemen that y'all are always on the hunt trying to get to quarterbacks, but did you ever take a step back? Y'all are beating the piss out of them. Y'all have probably hit these quarterbacks oh, no. a, a thousand times and gone, oh, my God, we, we might kill this dude. Man, you know, first of all, we want to feel that way about none of them, but definitely not against Mississippi State. We was trying to – when they got down to the third quarterback, we was trying to put the third quarterback out. We was trying to put him out. So when they brought the third, third string, I, who was – no, it wasn't. Was it Tyson Lee? Yes. They got down to the Tyson Lee. We was trying to put him out, especially that year before they got air fired, right? They got air fired. And they was talking all that shit as we – I mean, as they left the stadium and a lot of Mississippi State, because we know a lot of those guys. We talked to them, good relationship. They was talking shit about how they got air fired. So that one thing too, we wanted to embarrass their ass so they can fire crew ass. It worked. <laughs> no, it worked. But you know, we weren't letting up off them. We weren't letting up off them at all. I was going to let you go, but this has always bugged me. Derek Piggies, after getting that punt return, Ed gets fired. He was hanging out with y'all in Oxford, and I know y'all are all friends. Oh but- yeah, that's family. But- no, it's all family. We don't. We we gonna compete against one another, but it ain't no bad blood. That's one of my good friends. Still to this day, one of the best fo- football players. He graduated. He came out the same year with me. One of the best football players to ever come through this state. So it's, it ain't no hard feelings. That's definitely no hard feelings. That's family. But when we compete against one another, we're gonna co- compete against one another. Why was he not an Ole Miss Rebel? That I can't answer. I mean, he had to make the best decisions for him and his family. I that I cannot. I never actually. I never actually asked him. I would love for him to be. It's always fun to talk to you, Poe. You're one of my favorite people in the world. I'm going to come down for that softball game only if I get that workout regimen and you get me swole. But I promise I'll be down there if I'm swole. I'm, man, I'm going to send you this workout. I'm going to give me a bite to eat. I'm going to send it to you in the next 20 minutes. Okay. And I'm going to hold you to it. You shoot me a video when you go to the gym. Okay. Because I'm going twice a day now. I got to keep I up. I got to be down 20 before the 13th. I got to keep up. I need to get down 22. I, I, I got to keep up, so I'll do it. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate you. Oh, yeah, no problem. Have a good day, man. For all your pharmaceutical needs, Cheney's Pharmacy is the place to go. Cheney's offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through, and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. It's a locally-owned pharmacy that has been in Oxford over 40 years. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. So give them a call, 662-234-7221, or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can find them online at Cheney's Pharmacy. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. That was former Ole Miss defensive lineman Jarrell Poe on the Cheney's Pharmacy phone line. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Bunky Perkins at Bunky Perkins. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. We're also available on SoundCloud and soon to be on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, everywhere where you get your podcast. And if you haven't done it already, go listen to the Tyler Siski interview, the podcast on yesterday, Wednesday's show, with Tyler Siski. Good stuff. You want to check that out. Tyler Siski on Talk of Champions. On Wednesday, what are you doing this summer, Bunky? I mean, not a whole heck of a lot. Just hanging out, uh, really just enjoying a little, little time with the fam and uh, uh, no major travel plans at this point. But, you know, gonna this weekend, just going to sit around, watch the uh, U.S. Open, do some real dad stuff and uh, go from there. You'll be proud of me. We talk about dad stuff every time you're on this podcast. I bought a van. Oh, no. Yep. I mean, what kind of van? 2019 Chrysler Pacifica, and it's loaded. Wow. Does it have, like, the automatic doors? Yes. Wow. That is really something. Yeah. Bluetooth, CarPlay. 
Went to Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Go talk to him. It was the best process ever. But I'm driving a van now. I traded in my wife's expedition. You get to this point with cars where you keep pouring money into them and you mm-hmm. question, why am I doing this? It was a 2010 expedition. I know it's cooler to drive if you're me, if you're my wife who never wanted to be a van mom. But at some point, you just bite the bullet and go for it. Accept your lot in life and be a van dad. I'm not, I'm, you know, I, I think I, I am lucky in the fact that I have a wife that will refuse to drive a van. Now, I will say this. Like, you give me one of those big customs, like Sierra GMC full-size vans, I'll drive the heck out of that thing. But, yeah, I just can't. And I grew up with a minivan. My, my mother had one. Everyone was, had one. It was one of those Chryslers that had, like, the, the wood paneling on it. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, one of the originals. And so my mom I, had a purple Windstar. Wow, wow. I mean, we all grew up with them, but yeah, I'm gonna yeah. fight it till the bitter end. Well, you only have one kid, right? Yeah, at, at this point, which we can't even handle that. I, I tweeted out yesterday. So da- daughter's got a fever. She's like 101 fever, and so she stays home from uh, like her little Montessori school. And nothing sets off the panic alarms like a baby having fever. Yeah. And so basically my my wife stays home and within an hour of me leaving the house, uh, the child has overfed our lab puppy to the point where my wife has to put him in the car and take him to the hospital to have his stomach pumped, uh, and leave my child with 101 fever with, uh, uh, her sister and just, I, she, I, I came home at lunch and it was like walking into a blazing inferno. Like, you're like I, I, everything was fine. And then I opened the door and here's this fire. It's the Donald Glover community. GIF. I'm a GIF. I'm yeah. a hard G. I'm a hard G guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, it was a full dad day yesterday. So, uh, you know, while um, uh, we haven't resorted to the minivan just yet, uh, we have plenty of, uh, you know, uh, dad type experiences to really get through the day. I don't want to hear it from you because if you have a second kid, that van is coming, buddy. It's coming. <sighs> I'm fighting. We have a, we have a, we have a, like you said, you, you had a cool car. We have a Tahoe. Like it's, it's totally reasonable. Right. Yeah. How I, many miles are on that Tahoe? Less than a hundred. By the time you have a second one, you'll have 125, the radio will go out, or you'll have some whining noise in the engine. You'll be going to the beach every other weekend because that's what everybody that has a family does, apparently. Just go yeah. to the beach over and over and over. I hate the beach. <laughs> and it's not because I'm out of shape and fat and ugly. It's also because the beach is just sitting there in your filth all day. Hard pass. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. It's tough to. That's the nice thing about living in Oklahoma, in a landlocked state like Oklahoma, is the beach. It's more of a lake. We're going to the lake this week. Yeah, right. So the beach is a is a tough a tough get every weekend. In Mississippi, it's oh, let's drive to Alabama's beaches. Let's go to Orange Beach. Let's go to yeah. Destin. To be seven hours within any type of beach means that you're going to the beach for vacation or you're going to Disney World, and Disney World with kids is painful. Well, but now you have a luxurious Chrysler, um, what is Pacifica. it? Pacifica. Pacifica, excuse me. See, it even, it's even named for the beach. Yeah. So you might as well just point that thing out. I loaded up the iPad that I got my daughter for Christmas, which was terrible, because now all she wants to do is stare at the iPad. It was dumb. It was a terrible parenting move. In the car, though, they want to watch the iPad. They had a DVD player in the Expedition. Now, with this, you just plug up the iPad, and I've loaded up this iPad that I could use for work or any type of other things. Got rid of all the apps so it could have as much storage as possible for Strawberry Shortcake, The Secret Life of Pets, which I hate. Hate the new Mary Poppins, Finding Dory, and another movie I loathe. Sing. See, I don't. I don't mind Sing. I don't mind Pets. There were there there are movies I hate worse than that. I would say. Yeah, uh, when you hear Louis C.K. as the voice of the dog. That's true. That yeah, that's true. It's tough. Yeah, that is true. Oh, they got a new one coming out, so maybe you like that one. Better. Patton Oswalt. Yeah, but he's Remy. 
It's all yeah. I ever hear when I hear the dog talking Secret Life of Pets too. Yeah. It's Remy. He's Ratatouille. This is where we are now with Talk of Champions. This is Dad Talk. Uh, <laughs> talk of Champions. He's Bunky Perkins. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. We're also available on SoundCloud and soon to be on everywhere else, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Let's talk again. Absolutely. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.